From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I am your host, KG Smooth, joined by my Uncle Funky Larry Jones, (laughs) who is just, you're shining bright over there, brother. I just, I I see the illumination around your body, and uh, it's infectious, so I'm I'm glad to be with you. How you doing? My brother, and welcome to February. Well, yeah, welcome to February, and welcoming back on the program, you know, Mm -hmm. we loved her so much, I think, I think we're going to do a little regular uh, with her. Uh, because she is just amazing. She is. Uh, <laughs> director over there at the uh, Harris County Public Health uh, Department. Please welcome back to the program, Dr. Aniego. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi, how are you? Oh, man, we're doing, we're doing wonderful. Great. Um, I see how the county has um, began um, distributing the vaccines to group one uh, A and one B, correct. Um, and so, uh, can you refresh our audience on that? And just oh, qualify so that. Oh, sure. Well, it, well, I'll let Doctor Anyego do that um, oh. with the vaccine. Please, Doc, tell us um, who qualifies for the vaccines right now, and then can you explain the group one uh, A and and one B? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the Department of State Health Services for, um, for Texas has a um, has has released guidelines for um, for us to follow in terms of who are those priority groups within Phase One A and Phase One B. And so um, Phase One A specifically healthcare workers. So those are those individuals who are coming into direct contact with individuals with uh, COVID nineteen because they are certainly um, vulnerable and at risk, and so they are uh, in that phase 1, 1A. Also within the phase 1A would be residents who live in assisted living facilities like nursing homes. Um, so those would be individuals for, for phase 1A, and so that's a very large category in and of itself. Um, phase 1B is um, is, is a, even a, a much larger group, and so uh, we're really specifically looking at individuals who are 65 and older. Um, and then the second category would be individuals who are 16 and above with a number of chronic conditions. And there, there are a number of them, and uh, primarily um, things like um, obesity, diabetes, um, uh, chronic obstructive lung disease, uh, pregnancy. So there's a there's a list of chronic conditions that the uh, that the state health department has um, has released. But those are the individuals um, in phase one A and phase one B that they have sort that they have directed us to really target. And just to give you an idea about the numbers that we're talking about, that simply uh, encompass those two for the state of Texas. We're talking about probably close to seven, eight million folks who are in just those groupings alone. Um, and when you talk about it, the number for Harris County, um, it's probably well over 1.7, 1.6 million for, for, uh, for those groups. So a little less than 2 million for those two groupings. So we're still um, talking about a, a great amount of uh, people uh, just in those priority groups uh, before we even get to the uh, general population. Okay, Doc, this is Larry. So how can re- uh, residents get uh, registered to receive the vaccine? Yeah, so I don't know if you uh, uh, saw the recent uh, release. Uh, 
um, recently launched on Tuesday, January 26th, we launched a COVID-19 vaccination portal. And essentially mm. that's typically for residents who meet those criteria that I just talked about. And one thing to keep in mind is that we, we know that there's just a limited supply of the vaccine. And instead of having residents just sort of, you know, try to get onto a list, first come, first serve, I got there first because I was able to, you know, I was able to log on as soon as this person did. Um, it's more of a strategy that really looks at um, randomizing um, people when they get on that waiting list. And it's based on the priority that the state health department has, um, has, has, has um, dictated us to follow um, based on how I told you the 1A and 1B. So if somebody signs up to get on that wait today, uh, next week, they still have the same chance of getting selected as someone who signed up today as long as they meet the criteria. Mm. And how has the rollout been for you all so far? Has there been like a mad dash rush to uh, people trying to get the vaccine or has it been a slow drip? How are you all... Um, how has it been looking and how are you all handling it? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I think that one thing to keep in mind is that um, we've provided vaccines to over 30,000 residents. And right now, right, the demand is so high that the supply, we just don't have enough supply to meet that demand. And so thing that we're certainly encouraging residents to do is to, you know, if they have opportunity to, to get the vaccine somewhere else, like they're with their primary care providers, local pharmacies, um, with any other health department to take advantage of doing that um, because we just don't have enough supply to be demand. And so, and it, that's a, you know, we, we certainly want the vaccine interest and want to, you know, really keep that momentum going. It's just that right now we don't have enough vaccine um, to sort of uh, to meet the demand. So far on our wait list, just to give you an example, we've registered well over 50,000 people online and on the phone. So we're really trying hard um, to make sure that that registration site for the can can withstand like a high volume on a 24-7 um, time frame, but we're still working on that right now. So like I said, um, that wait list, people will be random, they'll be, you know, ran, prioritized and randomized and then be notified if they are able, you know, if and when they're able to get the vaccine through us. But again, we certainly want to just let people know that we're, you know, we're, uh, it's, the, the demand is still high, but the, flow, the supply right now is meeting it, but we're certainly um, excited to be able to, um, to, to have this uh, process in place to be able to uh, meet some of the, um, the residents with this resource. Mm -hmm. um, do residents do? Blah, excuse me. Do residents still need uh, testing if they do get vaccinated? That seems to be a lot of uh, the questions that and the conversations that uh, I'm having in certain spaces. They're like, right. so what's the deal? If I get vaccinated, uh, will I still need to get tested regularly? Will I still, you know, have to wear a mask? And if I do, like, why? If I'm if I'm good. So that's a really good question. Um, we're still so still encouraging people to take advantage of, of, of getting tested. Um, so even before the vaccine, um, it, it kind of goes back to what we've always been talking about, which is the three W's, washing your hands, wearing your, wearing your mask, and, and uh, watching your distance. Um, 
limiting those gatherings, we know that probably well, probably 40 to 50% of individuals can be without any symptoms and have COVID. So what we're saying is that they can potentially be asymptomatic. And so vaccines, what we know is that they're effective in preventing the in preventing the the severe clinical symptoms of COVID-19. Current studies are still underway to be able to tell us if someone is in, gets infected and they're asymptomatic, if they're able to pass that on. So we're still, so the vaccines are still being tested to be able to tell us that. So for the time being right now, the prevention measures that we continue to talk about, we're still gonna need to put those in place. And as I was mentioning earlier, we just you know how many people that to go through to get vaccinated. And so right now the vaccine platforms that we have available that have the authorization are two dose two dose vaccines. So we have individuals who may have gotten the first dose, but really to get that ninety five, ninety four percent effectiveness, you really need to have both doses. And so uh, right now again still important, even if individuals have gotten one dose, and certainly even after two doses, to be able to have that real strong protection or what we call immunity, you need about 10 to 14 days. And so we're still recommending that people continue the prevention measures, the prevention measures. When I say something is 94, 95%, it's not 100%, right? Mm -hmm. And so, again, wearing those masks and doing those prevention um, measures are still going to be very, very important for us. Mm -hmm. um. And so we're still re recommending, long and short of it, still recommending individuals to get to get tested even before they get vaccinated. And certainly, uh, we're seeing, you know, it's certainly not unheard of for individuals to even get a first dose and they thought that they were protected and then they end up getting, um, you know, getting a uh, exposed to COVID. So uh, wearing those, uh, wearing the mask and uh, doing the prevention measures are so important right now. So Doc, this is Larry. From your, uh, from your, 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 your stage, your perspective, the outlook for another pharmaceutical company coming on with the vaccine is close and yeah. from what I understand, there's this, this, this company, you only need the one shot. Is that correct? Yeah, so I think you're making reference to the Johnson & Johnson um, vaccine. Yes, uh -huh. We're still waiting on, uh, hopefully we should have the data on that uh, probably early February um, in terms of uh, where it is, in terms of how it goes in front of the FDA, just like the other two vaccines did. Um, usually they'll uh, release uh, some information about the effectiveness and then it will go through that, um, that uh, really uh, sort of detailed approval process that the, that the FDA has to do as well as the CDC. And so we're hopeful that this one-dose um, vaccine platform will be another um, tool in the toolbox. And I think that it's certainly uh, it's encouraging to, to see the amount of scientific development has happened well you know, since it's been in the pandemic. So a little over a year, we now have uh, therapeutics not just for not just in the form of a of a vaccine, but we also have therapeutics that really target people. Um, you know, both, you know, hope you know, tr hoping to uh, avert them from getting hospitalized. So you know, we know so much more uh, now. Um, but again, I think that it's 
you know, it's still not time for us to let down our guards. You still have to still have to do those prevention measures um, until we're out of this. So, Dr. Anyango, um, what is, well, as much as you can share, how does the medical and scientific community uh, feel about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Because I just like the fact that they have been taking their time with the clinical trials and, you know, it's a little more careful as I felt as if, you know, Moderna and Pfizer were just rushing it out, just to rush it out. So um, are you all feeling confident about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Uh, like, what are, what, are this, yeah. what are the whispers well, what behind I, the scenes yeah. that you can share? Yeah, yeah what I, that's a great question. And so what I can tell you is that um, in the midst of a pandemic, when we have people that are being hospitalized, unfortunately, hundreds of thousands of people have lost their lives. Um, we were in a, in a, in a time where we have to do something. And so I just want to you know, reiterate to your listeners that the process by which Moderna, Pfizer um, took did not, the process to get those um, vaccines approved, they, there weren't any corners that were cut. Um, the, the safety measures were still met. They were able to accelerate some of the processes and do them simultaneously as opposed to how vaccines may have been approved um, in, in the years past. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so the vaccine that they're using also is a new technology, and so we're able to ramp mm-hmm. up um, mm-hmm. fairly quickly. But it wasn't because any corners were cut, any uh, stages were taken out. It was still um, done with, uh, with very careful thought. Um, because we know that these are going into the arms and um, and, and, and into the bodies of of, of, of many you know, of many people, and so um, so I just wanted to make, just make sure that that was um, understood. But I think going back to your original question, we're again very excited that another therapeutic or another vaccine will be available. I think that especially when you have um, when you have you have entities that are going to be available to that to handle that vaccine a little bit easier than some of the precautions that they have to take in place for these other two vaccines. Um, so we're just able to open that, open up the, um, the you know, the our, our situations a little bit more broadly to be able to handle a vaccine like that one that may not require any um, additional sort of storage um, uh, processes. For example, like the Pfizer requires uh, ultra-frozen um storage uh, requirements and not everyone can handle that mm-hmm. and so um, johnson and johnson doesn't necessarily come with that so at the end you're opening up the uh the market to be able to have more people to provide it who aren't aren't necessarily in a position to provide the current vaccine mm-hmm. and doc and and once again kg and i want to say thank you for the work sure. you and your department are doing absolutely keeping us informed i mean this is this is amazing work in an amazing time. And so vital we, information. Yes. So we want to give you your props. And, and we're, we're also followers of stories. So the current vaccines, am I understanding correctly that they will fight off this new strain of the COVID-19 or this, this, this yeah. mutation thing that's happening? Yeah. So what, what we know now that um, the, the studies that we, that we know now say that uh, variant um, will still be responsive to the vaccine. And so we certainly want to continue to encourage folks whenever their time comes, whenever the opportunity comes for them to get vaccinated, that they still take advantage of it. 
Um, and like I was mentioning, one of the things about the the uh, the technology by which the Moderna and Pfizer uh, was made, it, le- it looks like early um, the early studies right now are saying that they are um, still effective. Um, there, you know, I think that there's also opportunity with that technology that they can go in and and easily um, uh, modify and make some adjustments to be able to respond to the variants that um, that uh, that are that are being seen as well. And I know that the last time that we spoke, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Anego, and I asked about um, you know people with other ailments, you know, pregnant women, people with high blood pressure, diabetes, HIV, AIDS, and all of that. Do we know now at this point um, how that affects those people with uh, said ailments or diseases? Yeah. Well, not to say I, that pregnancy is an ailment or disease, lady, please. I'm not saying that at all. Like, it's a beautiful, right. beautiful thing. But uh, in terms of the, um, the other ones. So what I can tell you is that, again, um, the, the, and it's such a vital point and a vital question, um, I'll tell you even though, even now that uh, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology has even come out very forcefully with a statement um, and said that essentially uh, the, the risk of, of a pregnant woman contracting COVID, it's not, you know, they, they don't even want to take that chance. They would much rather have a pregnant woman go ahead and take, uh, take this vaccine as opposed to put her at risk for um, contracting the, the uh COVID-19 because of the, the potential hospitalization and uh, the risk of dying. And so same um, sort of uh, thinking or in place for individuals with immunocompromised conditions like you're talking about with HIV. And so certainly individuals with diabetes, hypertension, we, you know, those are chronic conditions. We're seeing those are people who tend to have the hospitalizations and the more worse outcomes. And so we're already recommending those individuals, again, uh, the, the risk and the benefit, uh, you know, we have to look at it, and the benefit of them receiving the vaccine, it, it certainly outweighs the risk of them potentially contracting um, this COVID-19. Doc, uh, you run a huge operation, and our listening audience uh, spills into Chambers, Missouri, Galveston County, other parts of the state. Have you been in contact with any of these other counties as to how they may receive some vaccine that they don't have or maybe use your uh, blueprint to set up registration? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just answer that by saying that the we have a, a very robust uh, sort of connection across the state. Um, so our state health department, uh, we have to give them a lot of kudos because they have been, um, they've been at this uh, since day one. And so they are in constant communication with local health department and local health entities across the state. Um, multiple calls, weekly calls, um, really uh, sharing best practices across the, across the state so other jurisdictions can learn from other jurisdictions. But just here locally, we have a group that, you know, a number of groups that meet locally here or regionally. And so we always share those best practices, anything that may potentially be helpful for another jurisdiction, uh, we're always happy to share and we, and we always learn from uh, from one another as well. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Indeed. We really appreciate always. you checking in <laughs> with us, Dr. Sherry Onyego, who is Thank the you. Harris County Public Health Director for Nutrition and Chronic Disease Prevention. Uh, Thank you.
so much for having me. Man, thank and and we will talk to you in a few more weeks. Yes, we <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you. We will be back with more of the podcast right after this. From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth. Market icon, he calls me from time to time, Uncle Fine Killary Jones. Yes, indeed. Good to be back on the Good podcast. Good to be back. And you know, it is... Um, yes, sir. Mine we're like the, the middle of February. My W-2s just showed up. I, mine were in the mail uh, the other day. And I, you know, hit up... Well, I haven't hit up my tax guy. I, I was just like... Do I need to scan this? Uh, just take a picture of it. Like, what you need? Let's get this ball rolling. But we have a gentleman on the line who um, can talk about all things tax related. As he says so eloquently in his commercial, be a man. Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yes. Diablo Sample from Alliance Tax Solution is on the Public Affairs Podcast. Man, thanks for being here. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, KG. How you doing? Man, I've got no complaints, none at all. None at all. God That's is good. good. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yep. You said it. Right now, we're rolling into tax season, and those uh, individuals who have received W-2s or 1099, it is now time to uh, file your tax return. So you definitely want to get it in on time. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... When you don't file on time, then, uh, you know, penalties and interest are associated with late filings and things like that. Mm. Diablo, this is uh, Uncle Funky. There was a, a a crazy variety of things that happened last year, and one <laughs> was getting the stimulus check. And Man, if you don't get out of my head, bro, no, <laughs> well, no, no I'm being for real. We, we, like this is we're this is this is becoming too much this, now. Well, we're brothers, and we 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 read. So, and we, so let me say this, Uncle Funky. Yes, sir. First of all, how you doing? I'm good, man. It's been a minute. Yes, sir. It has. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. So, okay, so last year, with the with this whole stimulus packages that were given out. So basically, what's happening is the government is giving out this money. Now, there are certain businesses that qualify for the EIDL, which is the um, which is one aspect of the loan, or the PPP, Payroll Protection Program, which is another aspect of the loan. Now, the PPP is a loan that does not uh, need to be it, – it's a forgivable loan um, should you meet certain qualifications. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh the people that actually receive the $1,200, that money doesn't have to be paid back. But there's a lot of other money that's been given out. Where do you think that money um, Where do you think that money is now? Well, let me just go ahead and take it. So there's $690 billion still sitting there that local small businesses can't even access simply because they don't have their tax returns done or the bookkeeping is not right. Mm -hmm. This is from the first stimulus. Yeah, right. So this is where we would call you to help us put all of this in play. You could help us. This is, that's exactly right. Well, even if you have, if you have a tax problem, period, 
Okay. Yeah. So if you if you have unfiled tax returns, give us a call, 281-969-4166. Or if you're receiving threatening letters from the IRS, you definitely want to give us a call. Because letters tell us you're in collections, and we need to stop the collections process so that uh, we can put you on that pathway to peace and provide you with a resolution. Now, what about this second stimulus? Like For myself, I received the first one, the $600 that they gave out. I have not received that. And so my tax guy was like, oh, well, you need to file. I was like, well, what do you mean I need to file? Like they were giving it at the end of the year. I still ain't got mine yet. And so now they're saying that I need to file in order to get this little $600. Like what's, what's the deal? Yeah, well, the, the, the criteria for getting it hasn't been laid out. Some people have gotten the $600, and, but most haven't. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of them. And I'm like, where is it at? Like you gave me the first one. Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, well, when they, when, they, when they, you know, clarified the bill, they still didn't. And this is the problem where they want to pass another bill. But the but Republicans are saying, you keep passing these bills, but you don't have any real criteria as to how people can access the money. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, if you go back to the first stimulus, you know, you probably seen where people were getting money and using that money for things that they weren't supposed to. And then it came back on them where I believe there was a guy in Houston um, got like three million dollars from the stimulus. For his business, but he ended up going buy Lamborghinis and all this. And right, mm. saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So, when it comes to filing your taxes, watching them, what is the biggest mistake that people make when it comes to handling and filing your taxes? One of the biggest mistakes that people make is not actually going to someone who is certified to do taxes. Mm. Everybody want to go to get the hookup. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. If you're right. used to getting a refund, you always want to get a bigger refund. Right. So you quite naturally are going to gravitate to the person that can get you back the most money. And hey, you, you got some kids, some social security numbers I can use. <laughs> yeah, but that too. Right. You're claiming children mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be. That That's another one. Or underreporting income. So there's so let me let me give you some top strategies to reduce an audit. Okay, you going through an audit because that's the last thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Many times our tax returns are um, are estimated. Certain numbers on the tax returns are estimated. So you have a lot of tax preparers where you go, you file your W two income, and then they'll say, well. I'm going to attach a Schedule C so I can get you more money back when you legitimately don't have a business. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, sir. And a Schedule C says, I have a business. And then the IRS says, no, that's a hobby. It's not a business. Yeah. They Mm. wait two to three years, come back on you. Now they want the money back plus interest and penalties. Mm -hmm. All right. So, the first thing you need to do to to reduce your uh, chances of being audited is file your tax returns on time. Right. Just file them on time. Number two, make sure your tax return is electronically filed and try to avoid a mail-in return. Mm-hmm. Number three, 
report 100% of your income. The tax code section 61 says income is income from any source derived. Number four, again, I'm going to repeat that report 100% of your income. Number five, break business expenses down into smaller categories. So if it's an office expense, what type of office expense is it? Is it pens? Is it pads? Is it, is it, um, you know, is it, is it office chairs? Is it desk? Computers, laptops. Computers. Yeah. Absolutely. Or if it's a marketing expense, is it billboards? Is it radio? Is it TV? Mm -hmm. Break those down into smaller categories. All right. Number six, make sure your categories are common and it makes sense. So, for example, let's say if you have a miscellaneous category, what is that? We need to clarify what is miscellaneous. All right? We don't want to use categories that no one understands. Number seven, make sure the address on your W-2s and 1099s match the address that the IRS has on file. Now, most people don't know this. If you move, the law says you must notify the IRS and let them know you've moved and give them your change of address. Hmm. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the law. All right. Also notify previous employers so that the W-2s and 1099s match the address that the IRS has on file. All right. Number eight, just like you don't tell people who go in your bedroom, KV and Uncle Funky, mm-hmm. don't tell people what go on your tax returns. Right. <laughs> Number nine, hire a reputable tax professional who actually has a license. Mm-hmm. I said that earlier. Number 10, if you use an online program, make sure you follow the instructions carefully. Now, I say that because a, a lot of times we'll go this, the, the most cost-effective route, the cheaper route. We go get the little program in the store, and we prepare our own tax returns because we're so smart. But a few years ago, a very popular software had a glitch. Mm-hmm. And the people that bought that particular software, every one of them were audited simply because of the glitch. Mm. And you don't want to go to an audit because now you got to prove everything to the IRS. Mm. The last thing, never lie on your tax return. Just be honest and follow the law. Mm. So those are some top strategies to help to avoid an individual or business from going through an audit. You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast, and our guest today is the eloquent CEO, Diopolis Sample, uh, from uh, Alliance Tax Solutions. Tax Solutions. D, I, I got to tell you, first of all, let's throw your phone number and your your your, your media information out right now because I know people are Absolutely. scrambling. We, we, have, we do have reps standing by. You can give us a call at 281-969-4166, or you can go to our website, www.alliancetaxsolutions.com and fill out the information there and one of our reps will reach out to you 
uh, and contact you so that we can see what we need to do. Now, you all have a plethora of uh, services that you offer. I mean, with over 25 years <laughs> of experience, I mean, I'm sure that you do. Can you talk about everything else that you uh, offer your clients? Right. Well, first of all, we, we, do, we offer a free consultation. There's no obligation. So you can call us if you have a question or uh, you have a situation, you can call and we can give you some suggestions and some guidance as to what you need to do to get out of your particular situation or just answer the question. Secondly, we also file current and historical tax returns. Okay? We can go all the way back to 1990 if we need to. We can file those returns. And if you have a debt, if you owe the IRS, we can go in and we can settle that debt based upon what your true ability is to pay the money back, mm -hmm. all right? We also can um, show you how to actually set yourself up as a legal business entity. So let's say if you're a hairstylist or a barber and you're operating under your Social Security number, that's not the way you want to be set up because now you're privy to um, the self-employment tax where you pay 15% more mm. as well as if someone decided to sue you, you have no corporate veil. They can come after your personal assets. So we also offer some suggestions and some guidance as to how different businesses need to be set up, whether you're an LLC, S Corp, C Corp, or uh, some other uh, business entity. Also some strategies where we show you how you can save money. So if you're an investor and you're investing in stocks and you're investing in real estate and those types of things, then we get, you get with uh, one of our uh, accountants and then we strategize a way so that we can make sure that you pay paying the least amount uh, in taxes. D, let's get that number out again, sir. 281-969-4166. AllianceTaxSolutions.com. Definitely give us a call. We can help. That's 281-969-4166. Or go to our website, AllianceTaxSolutions.com. And you have a team ready today, right now. We have a team already ready. They're on standby. They're on standby. And we've done some amazing things. You say to be a man or a woman. Now we've we've actually um, we've uh, hired India Irie, and she's done a, a new jingle for us. Oh, oh really? Excellent. Yeah. Oh, when, when do we hear that? Actually, it's playing right now. Okay. Yeah, it's playing right now. Wow. He's got the certification, folks. He's been in business well over twenty-five plus years handle some of the toughest cases out there. All you have to do, and I know Diapolis personally, so I'm, I'm just, it sounds like a testimony, but he's not only a good guy, but he knows his stuff, and he knows how to find the, the right places for you to file correctly. Nothing to be ashamed about. We've all made mistakes. We've all gone to Uncle Bobby and them, and they jacked our tax returns up yep, to where right. we couldn't see straight. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. you know, let drop that pride and 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 give the Alliance Tech Solutions team a call 
Because that free consultation, he's going to talk to you just like he's talking to us right now. Right. He's going to be straightforward with it. Right. And and you can appreciate that because you don't want the IRS in your business at, at all. all. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and it's confidential. So your information won't be shared or anything like that. Um, once you speak with one of our reps, we make sure that we, um, you know, keep everything in-house. Uh, and we even have, you know, I even have some celebrities as clients and, you know, they don't want anybody to know because it's an embarrassing situation. Right. But we have, you know, even in our conference rooms, we, we, the, the, you know, we have the windows where they're frosted, where people can't see. Mm-hmm. The main thing is, just like you just said, it, it's not a situation to be embarrassed about or ashamed because it's not going to go away until you address it. Right. right. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Mm-hmm. And, and, and having come through that, that, that portal, uh, it's just something you don't do. You just, you just don't want to have. So well, they were predatory too. I yeah. mean, they, 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 throughout the years, uh, at least throughout my tenure in radio. Yeah. So within over the last twenty years, like the IRS have has created task force to go after certain individuals. There was a time That's where exactly they right. were going after athletes, and then they were going after the That's rappers exactly and right. the R and B singers. Mm-hmm. I e Wesley Snipes, Ron Isley, all of that. And then here recently, within the last five years, they did one for public figures, radio personalities, and activists. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those ones because, you know, they told me that I had owed them like $4,000 and stuff. And I was just like... uh, well, how, Sway? Like, you know, and right. I was, I'm just like, right. whoa, like, what, 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 right. what is going on here? So I guess it was some other gigs that I did where they reported and I didn't do a, you know, a, a, a yeah, W-9 or a 1099 and yeah, got caught up. Yeah, sometimes those other, you know, if you do gigs and things like that, they'll report that they paid you. And, you you know, a lot of times if you do a lot of them, you may forget. And uh, the, the, the way to hedge against that is just to make sure that you pull your transcripts. Mm-hmm. Pull your transcripts so that you can see what income has been reported on you. And then that way you can file your tax return with the proper income. And then the IRS is not coming back or uh, coming after you, you know, trying to collect. I do have okay. one more question for you, Dolphus. Sure. Um, for someone like myself and uncle funky who are public figures in, in radio. And is it true? And I, and I haven't done the homework on this myself, but I'm glad I have you on. Is it true that we can write, like, a lot of things off because of what we do if we buy clothes for said event? You know, gas, if we buy magazines, if we buy, you know, oh. albums and CDs okay. and all of that. Can all of that be okay. written out, that line item? So let me say this. You can write off almost anything as long as it's associated with the business. Okay. With, with a business. So let me give you an example. Um, I, I get my, my suits custom tailored. Mm-hmm. But I also get my logo on my shirts and my jacket so that I can deduct that as a business expense. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as long as you can tie the expense Back to the business, mm-hmm. you can write off almost anything. Mm-hmm. I know a lady; she, uh, her husband was getting on, and she has a, she has a t-shirt business where she was out buying um, some pots and pans, and her husband was getting on her because she was spending too much money. 
And she found a way to use the pots and pans to advertise her T-shirts. <laughs> so now it became a deductible expense. Wow. <laughs> Ingenious. Well, Diablos, we, we've enjoyed the conversation, and we're just about out of time, my friend. And we just want to say, first of all, thank you for the good work you've done over Absolutely. these many, many years. And uh, let's give a, a shout-out to your, your business and the, the, the web address and the phone number one more time because I know some folk are ready to talk to you. Yes, the phone number is 281-969-4166. That is AllianceTaxSolutions.com. Again, the phone number is 281-969-4166. Or you can go to www.AllianceTaxSolutions.com. And as his, his advertisements always say, be a man or a woman. I mean, that's man right. up, man up, and woman go, up. Just go and, get your handle. Just to handle, right? Because it's such that's a right. relief. That's right. It's been very effective for us because it's a call out. It's yeah. a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a call out. You well, we, we got enough stress going on as it is. And it, 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 just take COVID nineteen. Take COVID nineteen out. There's just a lot of stuff you don't need to be worried about. And this man and his group have been top notch. They do first class business. And it, it would, if you need them, I, I would suggest wholly to call them because they they take care of business. They take mm-hmm. care. Well, what we do, and let me say this before we go: we only want to work with people that want help. Right. We only want to work with you. If you don't want the help, that's okay. <laughs> but we only want to work with people that want the help because a lot of times we'll get people that call and they want to rant and rave about the IRS and this, this, and that. And guess what? Yeah, the Constitution says you don't have to pay taxes. That's not illegal. But it is illegal to not file. That's how Wesley Snipes went to jail. Mm. Lauren Hill went to jail because they didn't file mm. the income. Wow. That's what it is. All right. <laughs> and and that's that. As, that's as you that. said, oh, let's <laughs> yes. put a pin in it right there. That's it, boss. The <laughs> Sample, the CEO of Alliance Tax Solutions, thank you so much for your time, bro. Absolutely. You guys take care. God bless you. And for everyone else, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll be right back after this.